takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to discuss on today's show. Uh, ESPN doing a, a piece about the most indispensable player on each NHL team. You'll be surprised, perhaps, as to who they picked for the Islanders. We certainly will give us our two cents about that and certainly welcome to hear from you as to what you think about it. Also, some controversy surrounding the incoming Nassau County Executive with regards to the UBS Arena. We'll break that down. Islanders, one day away from returning to action. We'll talk a little bit more about that, the taxi squad, and our Islanders' birthday of the day, plus a lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic that you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am also live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so make sure you join us for that. It's always great to interact with fans during games. Let's. Uh, talk a little bit about the taxi squad, the NHL announcing over the weekend that uh, teams can put up to six players on a taxi squad, and we talked about this a little bit on yesterday's show that the Islanders now have three players on theirs, and the taxi squads will run, or, or at least for now, they will be in place through the All-Star break. So the All-Star break would take us right up to roughly where the Olympic break was going to be. And uh, hopefully they won't be necessary after that. But as of now, that is the situation. And if need be, obviously, the NHL Players Association and the league, hopefully if they need to, would come to an agreement and extend the existence of the taxi squad. And we pretty much can go from there. But... I think it's a good thing. It makes sense under these difficult circumstances. The only issue, perhaps, with it is do you keep the players who are on that taxi squad separated from their teammates? Because if you don't, the way this Omicron variant is so very contagious, just 
you know, having another three, four, five players on your roster, that's all well and good. But if they all are exposed to COVID the same way as the rest of the players on the roster, doesn't necessarily help uh, having just more players on the COVID reserve list. So be interesting to see how NHL teams sort of uh, handle that situation, whether those players will be kept separate, practice separately from their teammates, or whether or not they will be immediately inserted into the lineup. We'll see how that plays out, and it will be interesting to say the least. But taxi squads, for now at least, are indeed back. Meanwhile, uh, kind of a little irony going on as Nassau County politicians sort of getting involved again in the whole situation with the Islanders and their arena. Bruce Blakeman, who is the Nassau County executive, uh, came in and he's actually the incoming Nassau County executive. But here's what he had to say. Uh, He was complaining about the parking situation at the new UBS arena. And there are some issues with parking. Let there be No doubt, because the parking garage that was supposed to be built for the team, uh, for the arena, not 100% finished, so there is a little bit of a shortage of parking. And here's what Blakeman had to say. This is a state operation. If this was the town of Hempstead that controlled it, this town board would never let the Islanders move in and open that arena without a parking garage being open. I think the state did a real injustice to the people of Elmont. That is the... Quote from incoming Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman. Well, look, let's break this down. Uh, I think that Blakeman, you know, I understand he's trying to score brownie points with his, in you know, his constituents or soon-to-be constituents. He's trying to say that he's a man of the people, et cetera, et cetera. But quite honestly, just come on. Uh, The town of Hempstead and Nassau County screwed Islander fans and the Islanders organization over for more than two decades. And, you know, the Nassau Coliseum, built in 1972, should have been replaced by, let's say, the mid to late 90s, certainly by the early 2000s. And you had so many proposals, the lighthouse uh, project was proposed. You had the vote on uh, a bond to try to renovate the Coliseum. So many different things that were put up. I mean, the Lighthouse Project wouldn't have even cost the taxpayers very much money because Charles Wong was going to finance that himself. And basically, Kate Murray and some of the powers that be between the town and the state, they put the kibosh on the Lighthouse Project a lot of political infighting, a lot of uh, political maneuvering that really uh, amounted to who was going to have their hand in the cookie jar rather than who was going to help renovate the arena. They lose the Islanders to Brooklyn, then they renovate the Coliseum, and it's still not an NHL-quality arena. It's really kind of a waste the way they renovated it and made it too small and didn't upgrade it the way they needed to. So to have the incoming Nassau County executive say anything critical 
of the UBS arena, especially when the situation surrounding the arena is a temporary issue where they wanted to open the arena ASAP in time to have it ready for this season and the parking garage wasn't quite finished. It's really difficult as a fan to listen to anything these people have to say because they had chance after chance after chance to get the Nassau Coliseum renovated or replaced. They failed the Islanders, they failed Islander fans, and they failed the people of Nassau County and the town of Hempstead time and time again. So, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Mr. Blakeman, with all due respect, can say whatever he wants, but he really has no influence on this situation because the county and the town of Hempstead had their chance and they let it slip through their fingers time and time again. So just a, a, an ironic statement there that the uh, incoming county executive would even say anything, given all the things that have gone down around the Islanders and their arena. We have got more to discuss on today's show. We will talk about who the Islanders' most indispensable player is, and you may be surprised about that. We'll have some quotes from the Islanders as they prepare to resume play, uh, hopefully Wednesday against the Detroit Red Wings after what would be a 10-game hiatus. And we've got our Islanders' birthday of the day. All of that coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season, so head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use your promo code Locked on, that's one word, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online, where the game starts. So, some thoughts uh, from the Islanders as they have resumed practice. They're back in the facility. Josh Bailey, for example, uh, had this to say as the Islanders, again, hopefully one day away from resuming play. We're looking forward to playing some games again. It's been tough circumstances. The league is doing the best they can with the hand they've been dealt to this point. So, it'll be fun to get back out there. Matthew Barzal back at practice the last two days, so that is a good thing. He had been in COVID protocol since December 14th, 10 days of isolation. Here's what Barzi had to say. My whole emotion, my whole energy has been sparked being back with the boys. It's tough spending 10 days by yourself, isolated. It's not fun. It's not easy. I'm thrilled to be back with the boys. Barry Trotz, uh, basically speaking about Barzal, who, you know, again, 10 days, he had test positive for COVID. Uh, he said he could feel the after effects of the first practice. I think he hit a bit of a wall earlier 
when you're off for that length of time, you're going to hit a wall. Today, as in uh, Monday, he was fine. So that's the situation with that. Uh, still waiting on to see whether Matt Martin and Robin Sallow, they should be able to exit the COVID protocol on December 29th in time to take on the Red Wings. But again, they probably have to test out of it. But the Islanders will still be without Anthony Bavillier, Zach Parise, Oliver Wallstrom, and Cal Clutterbuck. Kyle Palmieri still out with a lower body injury. He skated on his own yesterday, and uh, that is good news. And Ryan Pulak also off skating on his own, but still not ready to even practice with the team, let alone return to action. But at least, you know what? There is progress there. ESPN did an article on the most indispensable player on each of the 32 NHL teams. And I think their pick for the Islanders was an interesting one. It was Adam Pellick. Here's what the article said. Given all the injuries and COVID-related problems that the Islanders have dealt with, it's tough to really get a beat on what makes them tick. The one thing we do know is that Pellick's contributions on the blue line are tough to replicate He has only four assists in 22 games, but what he offers in pure defensive weight can't be measured. He is consistently at the top of the heap on Long Island. You know, I'm thinking about this and whether or not I would agree that Adam Pellick should be considered the most indispensable Islander. Uh, There are a number of other players who you could consider Right now, Ilya Sorokin, certainly I don't want to think about where this team would have been without his fine play, and goaltending is such an integral part of the game of hockey, although tough to say that either Varlamov or Sorokin are indispensable because the Islanders have two excellent goaltenders on their roster, and for a short amount of time, or even an extended time if necessary, they could get by with one of them. Do you go with Anders Lee? He's the captain. He provides leadership and goal scoring and that intangible. But at the same time, you know, the Islanders made it all the way to the conference final last year without Anders Lee in the lineup. Now, if they would have had him, would they have beaten the Lightning in the playoffs? I think that's a real possibility. We'll never know for sure, obviously. But, you know, certainly Anders Lee would have to be a candidate. Brock Nelson, team's leading goal scorer, certainly has to be in the conversation, as does the most dynamic offensive player in Matthew Barzal. Uh, Barzi does things that no other player on this roster is capable of doing. His speed creates room and scoring opportunities, both for himself and for his teammates. And... That certainly is something to be valued. And maybe because the Islanders don't have enough goal scoring up and down that roster right now. The fact that the Islanders are 31st in the league in goal scored. Now, again, you know, they've only played 26 games. A lot of teams have played 29, 30. But 
Even so, Islanders struggling to score goals, so maybe that makes Barzal uh, a, a definite candidate. What do you think? What what do you, our listeners, think about who the Islanders' most indispensable player is? Uh, I, I'll throw out one other name. J.G. Pajot. Kills penalties. Second power play unit. Wins a lot of face-offs. Good in his own zone, 20-plus goal scorer the last couple of years, or at least on pace for that, had there been a full season. Uh, Maybe no player epitomizes the two-way hockey that the Islanders want to play more than J.G. Pajot. And it's not a coincidence in my mind that the Islanders went to -to back-to-back conference final in the playoffs after they acquired J.G. Pajot. So those are five or six candidates that I'm kicking around right now in my head. I, you know, don't know if I agree with the article and, and their choice. But again, what do you think? You could hit us up on Twitter at Locked On Isles, or you could email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. Love to hear what your opinion is. Who is the most indispensable member of the New York Islanders as of right now? The one player that if he was missing from the lineup, this team's outlook for the season would be very, very different. That, you know, the one player they cannot afford to be without. So not an easy question. This is not a star team. You know, there is no... Sidney Crosby or Alexander Ovechkin or, uh, you know, Connor McDavid. There is no one guy who you just sit there and say, oh, head and shoulders, he is the guy. So it's an interesting question. And the Islanders may be one of the more difficult teams to put your finger on who the most indispensable Islander is. I'm not going to let you cop out and say Barry Trotz. That's not an option, uh, even though I think he is extremely valuable to this team. But we'll see. And and hopefully uh, we will have a game tomorrow uh, against Detroit and then Thursday against Buffalo. Both of those games, as of right now, scheduled for 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. And hopefully we'll be back tomorrow with a full preview of that game against Detroit. Fingers crossed that the league, which continues to cancel games here and there, won't need to continue to cancel games. But obviously, the health of the players has to be paramount and first in everybody's mind. When we get back, we will discuss our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more. All that still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And yesterday, uh, Monday, was the 47th birthday of former Islanders winger Jay Pandolfo. Originally drafted in the second round by the New Jersey Devils in the 1993 NHL entry draft. Spent four good seasons at Boston University, including a 38-goal season his senior year there, in 40 games. That is an unbelievable uh, amount of productivity in college hockey. Made his NHL debut in 1996-97 with the Devils, 
and stayed with the Devils through the 2009-2010 season. In 2011-2012, he joined the Islanders, played 62 games for them, had one goal, three points, and eight penalty minutes, finished his NHL career in 2012-2013 with the Boston Bruins. Pandolfo, more of a a, a two-way kind of a, a, a center, uh, a, w- a winger rather, not the most offensively gifted kind of a player, never had more than 14 goals in an NHL season, but, you know, was a steady contributor, got back, played defense, and is more than capable of getting the job done. Has gone on to be an assistant coach with the Boston Bruins from 2016-2017 up until last season. In his career, 899 NHL games, 100 goals even, 226 points, and 164 penalty minutes, 131 playoff games, 11 goals, 33 points, and 12 penalty minutes for Pandolfo in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We're going to go back and look at one of his better games as an Islander. We take you back to November 17th, 2011 at the Nassau Coliseum. Almost 10,000 fans on hand as the Montreal Canadiens come to visit. Peter Budai is the goalie for the Habs. Evgeny Nabokov uh, in net for the New York Islanders. He started the game but didn't last very long and was replaced by Rick DiPietro. Scoreless first period in this one, but in the second period, the Islanders get on the board early. P.A. Parento, his third and unassisted goal, one to nothing Islanders just 41 seconds into that second period. The Islanders add to their lead. Our Islanders' birthday of the day, Jay Pandolfo, his first of the year, assist to Josh Bailey and Matt Martin at 3.01 for Pandolfo, his first goal as an Islander, his 100th career NHL goal, and his final NHL goal, although nobody knew it at the time. Islanders increased their lead midway through the second period. Mark Streit got his second. Matt Martin with the assist at 9.08, and it's 3-0 Isles. But the Canadiens bounce back. Max Pacioretty, his ninth from Lars Eller at 14.52. And then Eric Cole, his fifth, from Rafael Diaz and Thomas Placanic at 17:38, and that Islander lead has suddenly been cut to three to two. But the Islanders answer back. Matt Molson, his sixth from John Tavares and Rick DiPietro at 18:15. Islanders go up four to two after two periods. In the third, Islanders get into some penalty trouble. Steve Steos called for boarding. Brian Gianta pots his fifth. Mike Camilleri, Thomas Placanitz with the assist at 13:42, but that was as close as the Canadians would get. Islanders win it by a score of four to three. Rick DiPietro, 24 saves to earn the win in this one. He did give up all three goals, but for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Jay Pandolfo, one goal, a plus two in this game, three shots on goal, and again his 100th career. NHL goal. So we wish all the best to Jay Pandolfo, 47 years old on Monday. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. 
I, I tell you, I am really hoping that we are getting back to hockey. It would be just great to be back on schedule. And, you know, the Islanders have had time to get healthier, time to regroup, time to really make things work for this team. And uh, hopefully no more excuses as the Islanders resume play and, and need to start stringing some wins together to pick up points. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We will be back tomorrow with a full preview of tomorrow's game against the Detroit Red Wings. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.